Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller is a show dedicated to helping you move into an experience of love, peace, and joy that lasts. Using the principles from the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, you will learn how to transform your life by becoming miracle-minded, heal yourself, your relationships, and your finances by understanding how to break free and awaken. Call in for a mini-reading to gain clarity and receive guidance. Now, here's your host, Shelley J. Miller. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of Finding Your Peace. I am your host, Shelley J. Miller. I always like to say that I'm a psychic, I'm a medium, and a transformational life coach. And I do that because a lot of the stories that I share about myself with regard to the Course in Miracles, the teachings of Jesus from A Course in Miracles, have that uh, flavor because my whole life has been one of having my spiritual abilities intact. I, I read professionally. I've been doing it for 30 years, but I've had my gifts for my lifetime and they've come and gone when my ego has descended and then it has been lifted and that kind of thing. So I like to say that, but today uh, we are going to learn how to connect with and receive guidance from the Holy Spirit. And I find in a lot of the workshops that I do, and even in some of the private readings that people, uh, a lot of people don't know about the Holy Spirit. So we will talk all about that today because it is so absolutely key and integral to uh, you finding that's your inner teacher, you finding your way home back to God. It's essential because what it is, is you. And we'll talk about that. So uh, today it's my favorite subject anyway. (laughs) So today uh, we'll talk about what the Holy Spirit's function is and and why it's key. And it will change everything for you when you understand it. Uh, In this episode, I'm going to show you an exercise that will help you if you're having difficulty and you're not being able to get on your guidance right away or hear that that small voice to get that knowing laid on your heart. When people say to me, God laid this on my heart, there's, you can feel it. So if you're having difficulty with that, we'll do a little exercise. It'll be short, but it'll be something that you can take home and practice because this is what I do personally when I'm intuiting or getting still to hear the voice for God. And I do it when I, when I read professionally, I always do this practice to make sure that I never read from my mind that I'm reading from Holy Spirit's input, your God self to my God self. So, um, Let's see, I'll share some examples um, where you may of my life so that you can see where you may be being guided. Maybe you recognize it, maybe you don't. So I'm only sharing my experiences. So maybe you see yours in it and kind of go, oh, okay, that's where I am. And there's more to be had, something like that. Uh, Also, you know, and this is really valuable, why we don't follow. Holy Spirit, why we don't follow that intuition or that knowing within us. And we're going to talk about that because um, a lot of us resist that there's a reason why Jesus says in the Course in Miracles, and it has to do with the illusion of sacrifice. And there's an easy fix for that. So I want you to know all about that so that you can always get on your guidance and you're happy to do so. And you feel the peace and confidence that you should have when you get connected. So uh, we'll talk about also what happens when you don't follow Holy Spirit. Um, I've had some major mishaps because I didn't, and there is no sin or punishment for that, but sometimes it takes a long time to recover from because you step off the path, take yourself down and others go with you. So we are all connected. So 
I want to talk about that without any fear. Just just the truth of, of you're either walking towards the light or you're taking a step towards the darkness. And I don't mean evil. I mean the shadow self of you and your fear. And uh, so we'll talk about that, too. Uh, since I'm a psychic and a medium, let's chat about the difference between spirit guides <clears throat> and loved ones in spirit that come to give you messages, since that's my line of work. And the difference between those and Holy Spirit, because um, there's a very big difference. And I want to share that with you. A lot of people that come to me are looking to do workshops or, or, or uh, and in my readings, a lot of spirit guides come. I do a lot of mediumship. So a lot of, and those can be wonderful. And I'll talk about that. But there is a very distinct difference between that and your own uh, inner teacher, your own God self, getting information from there. Uh, lastly, but stay tuned for this, because I think this is going to be really important to you. You don't want to miss it. This is, I'm going to talk about what happens when you really do stay connected and this becomes your daily practice. Um, oh, and I will lay out a daily practice as, as uh, Jesus lays it out in the Course in Miracles. So if you're, you don't have a strong spiritual practice, but you want one, or you see the benefit of it, and it, it's quick, it's, it's not, you know, all day with your eyes closed. Uh, it can be used anywhere, anytime. It sets the day and, and then resets you in the evening. So I'll give you that daily spiritual practice. And then I'll tell some stories that actually happened to me last week, last weekend, that were a profound demonstration. I've had many more over the last couple of years. It's really been accelerating. But I want to tell you to hang in there and be vigilant for God, because when you start living your life on purpose, with God or Holy Spirit as your master, not your ego, your life will become one of effortless flow. Things that were difficult start magically disappearing in front of you and the answers start coming and people get moved around in your favor. And it's just, uh, it's very powerful. And of course, the ego, the ego will take you home um, because you will hear the inner voice directing you how to let go of anger and your jealousy that comes up or your feelings of not worthiness or, you know, anything that's blocking you, anything that's not the truth. So that's the layout for today's show. And uh, let me start by saying what, what is Holy Spirit? If you have been uh, following uh, religious uh, dogma and, and, and any kind of religious practice, you probably heard uh, father, son, and Holy Spirit. Well, Jesus in a course in miracles explains it this way. He says, Creator, uh, he says, uh, the Holy Spirit was created by the one creator and Holy Spirit is eternal. Holy Spirit is the remaining communication link between God and his separated sons. And what I mean by that is those of us who are still not having complete enlightenment at one with God at all times, like you are aiming to do. When you heal your mind of separation, and separation is, of course, the thought that you can be separate from God or each other, mostly because you're identifying with your body and you're seeing things out there and that out there is not real. And that's a hard one to grasp. But I've talked about it in the other podcasts at length and I'll, I'll revisit it today. But if you're following this or you're into non-duality at all, you may have heard the world's a hologram, and it is. It's a dream world. And the Course in Miracles is the fastest way to wake up. Not the only way, he says, but the fastest. So um, the Holy Spirit is a communication link that, that has, um, well, let me go on. Holy Spirit is described throughout the Course as giving us the answer 
to separation and bringing the plan of atonement to us, establishing our particular part in it and showing us exactly what it is. Um, Remember that atonement is accepting salvation. When you accept the atonement for yourself, um, you are accepting what God, the way God sees you, that you are without sin, that you're holy and innocent, that you've dreamed a dream, a temporarily a dream that you could be separate from him. He knows it's not true. Holy Spirit knows it's not true. Your God self knows it's not true because your God self is Holy Spirit. That's that part of you that's never left the source uh, and, and is still connected. And so basically what you're doing is you're using your God self, which is outside of time space, outside of time space, which is all the probable realities, past, present and future that can happen. But they happen in time. God exists and Holy Spirit exists and part of you exists outside of time in the eternal. You've always been in heaven and that's never changed. But there's a fragment of you that doesn't remember that. And it's about letting uh, the part of you that does remember walk you back so that all of you is returned to the God force so that you become, you become at one with the father and Holy spirit. You become part of the Trinity. If that makes sense, at which time all power is given back to you. In the meantime, you can call on the power of God through Holy spirit and, and, uh, and Jesus directly and God directly, but you have to heal your mind to be able to do all these things And more, um, as Jesus said, we would do. You have to have a healed mind for that. So we'll talk about that. Um, So that's the atonement. And the Holy Spirit, that's what he does. He's a communication link. Because, you know, we have a belief in ourselves as separate, as I said, from God and each other. And those are really just a bunch of thought forms, a collective of thought forms that we have dreamed. You could call it the Akashic Records. I read those, too. But uh, it's subconscious thought forms, basically a fear, some of love where you have made progress. You will have changed fear to love. And uh, it's just perceptions, you know, in each uh, serial dream or lifetime. Uh, which isn't really real either. It's a serial dream. We have thoughts that uh, happen to us and then we make uh, judgments about, well, that's the way it is and I'm not worthy and I'm, somebody always steals from me or uh, I have a right to be angry or you know whatever that is. And um, those are the thoughts of fear. And so they're always at the base of those is sin and guilt. Either I sinned and I feel horrible about it, or they sinned and they need to be punished, or I sinned and I need to be punished. And remember, Jesus says, and of course, in miracles, there is no sin. I think we covered that in the second, or I think we covered that in the second podcast, the second or the third one, um, when we talked about if if they would change, those people out there, if they would change, I, I would be at peace. So um, there is no sin or guilt, because why? Because you are the light of God. You're the eternal Holy Son of God. You're innocent and holy, and you've just temporarily forgotten. So um, Holy Spirit sees this, knows this, sees the illusions, and says, okay, Shelly, with a small s, is here believing these things about herself temporarily. But Shelly, who is really Holy Spirit, is here and sees the whole plan and knows the direction to walk Shelly back to here. If you can get that, that's what we're doing outside of time space. So that's why 
all the answers that you'll ever need to know or ask are already known because the dream of separation was dreamed and healed. Uh, when Jesus said we had the tiny mad idea that we could be separate from God and forgot to laugh. And that's when the fall happened. That's when bodies and the world and the universes, the multiverses projected outward from our mind. And that became the holographic insert, if you will, of time space and time space is simply it gives you time to learn the lesson that what that we can't be separate. So, uh, you know, you set out in different lifetimes to learn different things. But ultimately, there's only one problem, he says, and there's only one solution. All your different problems are that you feel that you're separate from the source. And the only solution is that that's not possible. You cannot be separate from that which created you. So we see these things and we believe in them from our perspective here in a body and they're not true. And so Holy Spirit's function is to help us correct our misperceptions. And of course, a miracle that we talked about before is, is, uh, is a change in perception and there's no need for perception in heaven because everybody already is in clarity about the truth of who we are. There's nobody that reaches the heavenly experience that says, gee, I wonder if I'm still not worthy. So you have to attain that to attain to the, the gates of heaven, if you will. So there's a lot of ways to say that. Um, so Holy Spirit leads you back to yourself, remembering God and yourself as God. Eventually you will remember yourself as God. And it's not ego to think that it's false humility to think that you're not because you are what God is. And he wants you to remember that because it fulfills God. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, it's our, uh, we are part of the Christ mind and we've never left the source. And uh, as I said, the body is for the purpose of learning. Let me share some stories about here, the, how to hear the voice for God. And um you know, just think for a minute about how blessed we are to know that we have an inner teacher that will navigate us back to total freedom. Because what we're talking about here is the endless evolutionary cycle of birth, death, a dream, a life of that we're dreaming in between lifetimes, and then rebirth. And this goes on and on and on. And we look out there and we think, well, that's just life. You know, I mean, life is birth, death, and rebirth for some of us. Not everybody believes you come back, but it's not real anyway. It's a dream. And if it's hard to get your mind around that, that's okay. Stay with it because eventually you will. If you're trying to find your peace, and this is over your head today, just follow along with Holy Spirit. And I guarantee you, when you start the practice and you really can make the decision to live either following your ego, which will end in more pain and suffering, just cycles. Ego promises everything and delivers nothing. Or if you want to follow your God self to your inner peace, your unconditional love, all the things you think we want on the outside that are actually within you and end this cycle of, of temporary fluctuation that goes on and on and on. There's never any ending to the change, to the pain, to the suffering. I mean, you may have moments of it. You may even have a long lifetime, a pretty good experience, but eventually there's loss. So, you know, we're blessed to know. And when I've taught workshops before, people have said to me, oh my God, Holy Spirit 
telling me about Holy Spirit is the most powerful thing you've ever done because listen to what happened to me last week. And then they'll tell me all these stories about getting in touch and being guided and saying, oh my God, I really am being heard. I really am being answered. And the guidance that I got was flawless. Unlike sometimes the guidance from, from loved ones and things. Um, I'll tell you, knowing about Holy Spirit will give you the greatest comfort in the world because you know that Holy Spirit is inclusive. In other words, um, when you get guidance and it feels right to you, but you know that your husband, your boss, your teacher, your friends are not going to go for this, but you know it within you, you can absolutely rest assured the Holy Spirit knows the entire, because I said, you're God's self, we're all connected. So Holy Spirit knows the minds of the eternal son, that's each one of us individually, and can select the answer for you that will also not only serve you the best, but serve everybody else. Even if those people don't grasp it in the moment, you, and you have to deal with that, you have to learn to be at peace with knowing that because life is not what you think it is. <coughs> Pardon me. Life is not about winning things out there, relationships, jobs. It's not ego identify personally, identifying personally. It's not about success. It's not about money and fame and things of the world. It's about returning home to your peace. It's about being at one with the source of all life. It's, a, it, it, it's infinite. And you go on eternally, but you go on without the pain and suffering in a completely, you know, uh, omnipresent state. I mean, we're talking totally, we can't even say apples to oranges here. So, uh, you know, it's, it's an incredible thing. Um, let's see. So I've shared parts of my story in the earlier podcasts. And um, the thing about, let's see here. Yeah, people that I meet, I guess this is what I was talking about. Uh, they want to connect with their guides and loved ones. And I get a lot of calls from mediumship and guides and loved ones come. And I've done it myself. I've wanted to talk to my dad, my uncle and my aunt, and they've all come and they've given me splendid information. Sometimes I hear them in the room. Sometimes I hear them from another medium. And it's good. But I will say, in my experience, I have been told some things that never came to pass. They didn't. They are helpful when it comes to knowing you really well and saying to you a lot of times mediumship in mediumship readings, guides and loved ones will come through and they'll say, listen, <clears throat> you've been carrying this hurt for a long time. This happened at age three. three. Your dad taught you this. It's generational that we pass this on. Here's what this person is thinking and feeling. And here's the words you need to know to correct it. I have a lot of healings that happen in the readings that way. And the guides will give you information, mostly on your spiritual development, where you're holding on to ego and how to shift it and that kind of thing. You do get practical information in readings, like should you move to Colorado, you know, but the, the that is temporary because I've noticed that I've been told I was going to move uh, to, back to Oregon and Washington, like by five or six mediums and my own father and, and, uh, uncle and you know showing up in the room and saying oh don't worry when you get to you know when you get to Oregon we'll take care of you and it's like and it never it never happened now there are probable realities and when you do psychic and mediumship readings the thing is 
your loved ones and most spirit guides are not out of the illusion. They are not out of time space. They're evolving themselves. So they can read the Akashic records and the trajectory of your probable lifetime and what's going to happen. But it only goes so far. And if things change or things that they can't change or they reincarnate or they bump up, they have a whole different view. So it's temporary at best. Uh, sometimes they're right on the money, but I'll tell you who's always on the money and it's your, it's your God self. You will never not get any, you will never get anything but flawless guidance that will stand the test of time. There's, there's no way, unless you're talking to an ascended master who like Jesus has, or Buddha has walked mother Mary, who's walked the path on the planet and raise their consciousness to be at one with God, then they are one with Holy Spirit. Now you're getting this. Now you're getting this stuff, right? So in my readings, and I'll show you in the exercise, I tune in, I get to the stillness, I call in Holy Spirit, which I know is within me, but I actually feel myself lifting up. And hopefully I can give you an experience of this yourself. And then when the information comes, it's of a higher level because you're actually connecting with the divine mind. Do you understand that your God self, you're connected to the divine mind, the infinite creator? How's that for a birthday gift? I mean, wow. Why would you not want to connect with the infinite creator's wisdom and have it weigh in on everything you do? I mean, really? We'll talk about why you don't, because that's resistance. Uh, but the Holy Spirit never, 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 um, never misses. And I'll tell you an example of that in my own life. When I was a child and I had my spiritual gifts, um, I was probably about nine or 10. And I had at an early age, a knowing God laid it on my heart about what I was going to do in life. And in my tiny mind, I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, have a per- particular profession, and I'm going to go after that with all my might because it feels so right and so inspired. But what I didn't know at that point was how that profession would play out and with whom and everything. And um, my dad was a private pilot. We used to fly around on his airplane, and spirit would come to me, and I'd be saying uh, to somebody, uh, trying to talk them into being part of my dream, and. Spirit would say every time I'd say it, and I'd feel this mm, in my heart, like, stop talking, stop talking. That's not right. And I kept talking because I was going to make my dream come true. And this is the way I could see it was going to happen. I was going to convince somebody to go with me, which was all about fear and will, personal will. And spirit kept saying to me, stop saying that you are going to regret that. And I'd get this. And and you know what I mean? Because we have a moral compass that, and that's it. I mean, you you know it's right, and you know what isn't right, and we persist. Why? Because of our desires. That's our ego, but we don't always know it. We think, no, this is right, and this is what I want, and those desires will trip you up, I'll tell you. So anyway, fast forward about 35 years, and as it turned out, when I started working on what that dream was that had shifted focus a little bit, uh, I realized what Holy Spirit had told me was true, that I never should have mentioned it out loud, (coughs) that I should have let the plan for God play out. And consequently, what happened was I hurt somebody that I love very much by speaking what my mind thought was going to happen by speaking out way, way too early. 
and it's not healed yet. It will be because I had to live for years of knowing that I hurt somebody that I love very much uh, deeply because I went against the will of God. There have been other times that I have done that too. Uh, again, for will, uh, again, for desire, you know, and this is where the illusion gets you because it's the idea of sacrifice, what we have to give up in that moment when I was talking about what I wanted for my dream and trying to share that with somebody else to make it happen. I didn't want when Holy Spirit said, stop talking. I thought, no, I'll have to sacrifice my dream. But the only thing you're sacrificing when you give up something for God's will and put your will as God's will is you're giving up the illusion. And, and what is that? Pain. It's it flipped exactly opposite because sacrifice, there is, God asks for no sacrifice. He wants your happiness. But you think, we think our happiness is out there and we are going to do it get it, go for it, vision board our way to it, whatever. I don't have anything against vision boards, but I'm going to talk to you about a way to do that better. And so we think that um, really what sacrifice is, is, is about the body. It's we think that we have to sacrifice the pleasures of the body. But what we don't realize in the early stages when spirit is guiding us is that um, all those things and more are within, <clears throat> way beyond, pardon me, <clears throat> peace that goes, you know, when I had my divine revelation, and if you want to go back and listen to podcast number one, I told my story, I've had a couple of divine revelations. And the first one was the peace of path of all understanding. And I was beseeching God and I keep telling this story, but really for an hour, because I looked at the clock in the car about everything. It was a rough time in my life. Everything that I thought outwardly that would make it better money, somebody to help me a vacation, friends, Everything I could think of. And then this is when my mind clicked off. And I had the divine revelation, which is time space collapsed in my mind. And I went right into the eternal. And I can't tell you that heaven feels like incredible safety, not a shred of fear, abundance that lasts, peace that goes on eternally, unconditional love that's so profound that it makes the word home seem small. There isn't anything out there that's going to fit that bill because it's not going to last. It's not profound like it like it is when you have divine revelation. I can just tell you that because I've been a big dreamer in the world. And I can tell you there's a huge difference. But the other thing is it's temporary. So go for the gold, you know. Um, so eventually, you know, we have to let go of our worldly desires and not be afraid of that, to think that God is asking us to sacrifice because what he will give us in return is our whole self back, omnipresence, omnipotent spirit, uh, unconditional love that never changes, peace that lasts eternally and eternal life, eternal life, not this birth and death and growing up and having trouble and then getting old and aging and, and none of that. That's going to be over. So are you aware of Holy Spirit within you? That voice or that feeling that you get when, when, when you're knowing if you're going in the right direction or you're not. Just think for a second here. Take time out and just kind of ponder that. Or if you have time later on today or later on, think about this, you know, because if you don't follow Holy Spirit, there's no such thing as sin. We talked about that, I think, in the last show or the second podcast, maybe, but um but you can you can be sure of this each time you don't follow the voice for God or your your bigger map of how to get home. I mean, there will be trouble. 
of some sort, and you may not know about it for years, and it may take not only you, but other people, because we're all connected. So you, you'll pay that price of the sadness of, of the missing out on the a, num, a, a number one best opportunity for yourself. You will probably carry guilt that you'll have to let go of. I mean, unless you're advanced and you can just say, oh, I dreamed it. And, and I hope you can. I can't. But I can tell you from myself, I, I, I create a lot of pain for myself. And I threw myself off of what was sort of my first and best trajectory. And I had to do a lot of catch up. And now where I'm catching up, I have to forgive all that. And I know it's a dream and I'm doing that. But, you know, there's a lot that I missed, too. And that other people kind of struggled with too. One isn't better than the other because ultimately you get home, but walk a straight path. And it's a whole lot easier for easier for everybody else. This is why in the course in miracles, Jesus says, choose again, beloved. He doesn't say shame on you. He says, sin is, is not to be punished. It's just an error to be corrected. How do you correct it? You were dreaming it, just choose again. He said, every lifetime that you live, wherever you're having difficulty is a lesson that you haven't yet learned. That's all. There's no blame, but we blame ourselves. And that's that's what I did. And that, that's the hard part. So just take this moment right now and think about where you either have been following or you have not been following. And, and you know what I mean, that intuition or that voice or that nudging. And, you know, it's easy to say, oh, follow that voice. Shelly says follow that voice, but I get it. You know, we resist because of sacrifice, but we also resist because of pressure from parents and authority figures, social and cultural programming. I mean, we really do. I mean, how many of you right now are wrestling with, you know, you're in the wrong job, the wrong relationship, you know? But but you're afraid to change, but you have this voice. And if you will get still and the voice gets more peaceful within you, there's going to be some trust and some faith involved here in this journey, because faith, my spiritual mentor used to say to me, faith becomes knowing you have to pardon me. <coughs> you have to take that leap of faith. Over and over again, until you build up enough um demonstrations really to see oh my goodness i the holy spirit has never dropped me on my head i'm the one that's done that you know so holy spirit remember works inclusively so even if you go on your own path or make a change to your relationship or your job or whatever or your own you let go of some of your own uh deeply held convictions that could use a once-over you know um Holy Spirit will only lead you to an answer that will work not only for you, but other people. So you can be sure that eventually down the line, you know, if those people don't understand, then it will open a doorway for them to become uh, more aware, to let go of imagined hurts that they don't need to carry. Remember, this is not a journey about he who... Uh, you know, gets the most toys wins. This is not about out there. This is about you and others that are following you in your own light, um, getting home to peace. It's not, it's not the outcome that you're, you've been thinking that we've been told to think it's not that. So um, just remember what the goal is. It's, it's not out there. Uh, and a lot of times we don't want to change because we're afraid that we won't be loved and accepted. And I understand that. I've certainly gone through that. I've been on a wild journey with spirit and my family didn't understand. 
And basically my mother was the only one who <laughs> hung with me. She didn't, she said, used to say to me, I don't really understand this, but I feel it's right. I know it's right. I know this is right. And so I think you should go, you know, God bless her. Because in the early nineties, when you're talking about energy and uh, multidimensionality and, and all the things that I was doing and uh, uh, with a world of other people that were also awakening that couldn't really chat with their families, um, you know, energy and those, those kinds of frequency and sound frequency healing. People looked at you like you had two heads, you know, sometimes they still do, but I mean, it's much more mainstream now. Everybody's talking about energy and frequency and scientists have finally caught up with all their quantum physics and everything. I mean, this is silly. It's they're the last to know, aren't they? <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Well, so what Holy Spirit will help us do is unlearn the fear through forgiveness. Okay. So that's, that's the main thing. It will help us identify fear and show us how to receive ourselves, perceive ourselves and others, the way the world, uh, the way God sees it through the eyes of love. Now it's usually a process. I mean, some people, as I said, wake up laughing. I wish I was one of them, but it, it you know, it, it didn't happen that way. I've had to work at it. Uh, so our only function here is forgiveness. And we remember, we're not asked to forgive the truth, only the illusion. And I spoke about this in one of the other podcasts too. I think it was number two uh, about <clears throat> those people. If they'd get it together, I could be at peace. The truth is that we're innocent and holy. So that doesn't need any pardon, does it? The only thing that, that you think you're being asked to forgive is, well, they did that and that was wrong. And, and I want to, I want to, you know, punish them or I want it to be, uh, you know, uh, they need to ask for my forgiveness. But remember, that's a dream. We're not asked to forgive the illusion. We're only asked to remember that the truth of who we all are, which is innocent and holy, needs no pardon. So I've told you about my experience as a child and um, all the places that I've worked my will and some examples of Holy Spirit that have helped me in the early days before I knew about letting my ego, you may see yourself in this part of the journey, or later on, you may, when I tell some stories, you may see yourself in this part of the journey. But um, I had a, I was young and, uh, and uh, very cavalier and very sure of myself. And I had gotten myself involved with a young man who was, who was not a, a good egg. And um, I figured that out and I went to broke up to break up with him. But for some reason, because I'm a kind person, I thought that instead of calling him on the phone, that would have been the easiest and the safest thing to do, that I should go up and tell him in person and be in integrity. And the whole time I kept driving towards him, I kept getting, don't go in the house, don't go in the house, don't go in the house. Well, I did go in the house and turns out that he had a very um, scary scenario played out for me and it was only by the grace of god that i didn't get um in a lot of trouble uh, physically hurt possibly killed and i had to get really still in the middle of my fear when i realized what was going on and that i should have been following and spirit led me out of the house to safety in time that, that's a very radical example but I, I never forgot it um spirit used to lead me to jobs in my in my early life i could see gold light over places and I always got hired first time out people like me I, if I could go for an interview I get hired but years later when I got tired of doing the things that I, I didn't want to do anymore 
I would, people would ask me to do things on the job that maybe I hadn't been hired for to do extra work or whatever. Then my ego would kick in and spirit would say, don't say no. You say, yes, you need to say, yes, you need this job. You need to stay here. And I would defy that voice and I would make trouble for myself. I get fired three times in a row from jobs that I really needed. And it created a lot of financial hardship at the time, a lot of, a lot of freaking out. And what I needed at that point was that I was farther down the road and I needed to listen and to hang in there, even though it wasn't comfortable for me because spirit was guiding me stay for a while. You always are released through lessons in a, in a situation that is not good for you. Uh, if you follow the voice, sometimes the voice will say leave now. Other times the voice will say stay and then you will be helped to work it out. So I had both things happen. I almost lost a really good friendship and some business associates because I nearly I, I would feel this mm, like don't speak. Don't speak that. And then they would say something. And I realized, oh, my God, if I had said what I was going to say, I would have lost them as a client. I would have lost them as a friend because our Belief systems didn't line up, but we were supposed to work together. I mean, you don't have to say everything that comes on your mind. That's just a little particular character (laughs) disease that I seem to have suffered from in this lifetime of always saying what's on my mind. And spirit has helped me and warned me, said, quiet. And now, and I get this pressure in my chest. I don't know where you get it. It really happens in the heart chakra and in the solar plexus or your mind. You'll get it. You'll get it. uh, You'll hear it, but it will be your voice and it will be peaceful. It won't be somebody yelling at you and, and it won't be anybody asking you to do anything that is um, angry or justifying yourself or anything like that. So, uh, The thing is, at the beginning, you know, you have to follow because you don't know that you're really going to wake up. You don't know what the goal is. So if you start following now, no matter where you are, when you get into deeper water, you will see that spirit is helping you unwind the deeper issues that are keeping you stuck in your life, which will be your fears, your jealousy, your anger, your I'm not good enough, your uh, people always do me wrong, all that stuff. So um, we're asleep and spirit is is coming with the alarm clock. And so you really have to decide spirit is your friend because that's you at the highest level. And there's nothing to fear. Um, it's really hard to let go of desires until we've built enough faith. But I've had to trust my inner compass so many times when I've been in, on a journey, didn't even know where I was going to sleep at night, how I'd be fed. And every time it worked out, but it was, it was, a I know it within my heart, stay with this, stay with this. And it served me really well. So remember that your God self is part of infinite intelligence and the journey gets deeper as you go, because the uh, ultimately your inner teacher goes beyond the stories that I just shared with you. Um, so then we get into Holy Spirit teaching you as, you know, bringing up anger and that kind of thing. Let me see. I had a good story in here because, you know, it shows you that your fears are made up. Um, And I had an experience, uh, a grievance that I've been carrying probably 10 years against somebody that I really care about. (coughs) I have a tickle this week and I'm sorry. Um, And I have held had, because I I don't have that view anymore, had held the particular view of somebody and my righteousness and and how I was absolutely clear that 
that I was in the right. And they were terribly, terribly in the wrong. And if they would just see it. And I shared that view with a lot of people over and over. And I finally realized that every time I did that, spirit was going, "Mm, mm," like, stop, stop telling that story. And I didn't, I just barreled on through because ego loves to attack. And I really, um, when I finally thought, my goodness, you're studying the course, why don't you see what that's about? I went into stillness and I, I was shown by Holy Spirit the other person's perspective and it blew my mind because I realized I had created what had gone on. It was in my own mind and I had to heal it. I had to forgive me, not just forgive them. I had to forgive me for creating it. It was a very big doorway to a healing with somebody that I love and also to my growth and things began to accelerate after there. I had to let go of something of a thought form that I had carried and a belief system I had carried for a decade and it was ruining things and it was ruining me going on. And, um, you know, um, I can't tell you the relief it is if you will get still and ask when you get that and you know that's off, stop telling your story because the narrative just layers it in again and again. And you can't get to that. If you're telling a story over and over again, you need to know, you need to ask yourself why. What are you trying to get out of that story? You're trying to get ahead. You're trying to trying to get love. You're trying to get seen. You're trying to get justice. God loves you. There's no need for justice because nothing is wrong. We dreamed it. Remember? Okay. So that was my deeper story about, you know, what happens. So let's do, um, you know, and I had to go through anger and humiliation against myself. I had to accept it. I had to forgive it. But I remembered that this is what I have come to do with the Course in Miracles, which is to remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, because I remember that divine revelation. And this one particular issue that I held for a decade was really holding me up. And I knew it was wrong. Plus, I kept getting stronger and stronger. Stop talking. And uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Um, All right. So. Let's do, uh, let's do the, the, uh, let me give you the spiritual practice. And if we have time, I will quickly, uh, well, we'll do the, um, we'll, we'll do, I'll just show you very quickly. If you need to tune in, do this. I use the breath. You t- I have my eyes closed, but you can take three breaths and belly breathe. Take three breaths and you can do it now. You breathe in through the nose. and hold it and then very slowly you're going to breathe out through the mouth you're going to do that three times we can do it again in through the nose and belly breathe hold it slowly exhale And do it one more time. And hold it. And exhale. And you should now just focus on the, how still your mind is getting. Because this actually is like um, 
what they call it theta breathing, where it flips your nervous system, puts you in the parasympathetic nervous system, which makes you able to receive because you don't want to reach for guidance with your mind. It doesn't have anything to do with reaching with your mind. It has to opening like a flower and saying, here I am, God, here, here I am, I'm, I'm ready to listen. You must listen with love. You must listen with neutrality because you can't get an answer if you're in negativity. You can't get a pure answer. So when you go to Holy Spirit, you have to want to hear the answer. And then <clears throat> see if you can feel, put it, put a question that you had in your heart. I say your heart, your heart chakra, or feel it in your anatomical heart and hold that thought, hold that question for Holy Spirit and ask for an answer and lean into it a little bit. Give yourself a few minutes. And if you get nothing, that's fine because you've stilled your mind. Know that you will get something. So stay alert. You may get an answer that will be clairaudient. You'll hear something. You'll have a feeling that will be laid on your heart. It may be a yes or a no, but this is the way you intuit. This is what I do for other people. This is what I do for myself. Use that practice to self-correct all day long. Uh, Jesus says when you first get up in the morning, the daily practice he gives you, and it's short, is that give your day to God as early as possible upon waking, because it starts your day focused on the real goal. And then you say this, and this is from the course, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? Now that changes everything, because you're not saying, where do I go to get my, to get my car sold? What are where would you have me go? What would you have me do is about, I am just here to bring love and forgiveness. I am just here to be a servant of God. It changes the whole reality of your day. And you may think, well, I have to make a living, but your living will come as you give your life to God. The things that line up that are supposed to line up for you effortlessly will line up for you. I'm going to talk about that in the next episode because this gets deeper and wider and more incredible all the time when you see what happens when you let go. So we'll talk about that in episode number five. So throughout the day, just recenter and stay alert because you've asked for answers and they're coming and they come in a myriad of ways, but the breath will take you back to stillness. So if you get off, I used to do with transitions. When I go to work, I'd get in the car and I'd recenter. I'd get home and I'd sit in the car and I'd recenter because I live with, with uh, someone and it's, it's not always easy. And so I knew I was making these transitions. I get in the house, say hello, go in my room, transition, you know, recenter, because the whole goal is to keep your mind at peace and still. At the end of the day, you want to go to bed and say this as soon as you're going to go to sleep, make it as close to when you're going to sleep as possible. Jesus says, also, you know, he says, you don't have to spend an hour with your eyes closed, getting nowhere. He said one or two minutes focused on God or even an instant of true connection is more powerful than anything. So throughout the day, think about God. It will refocus you. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm here for something else. Oh yes, I'm a divine uh, eternal spirit. And so are all of they. It will shift your focus over and over again until you'll be in that higher place. Pretty soon that's going to stick on the wall for you. So at the end of the day, he says, before you sleep if possible, I say, uh, Holy Spirit, please help me to heal my mind, you know, the, the idea that I could be separate and merge my mind with the mind of God. 
and it lifts me up. I can feel a peace come over me and kind of a softening of the crown and it lifts me up. I go into this deep peace and I go into sleep with, with that in my mind, because you want to go into your day and also back into sleep with as little fear as possible. You make more headway that way. You you, you cut out the dreaming, if that makes sense. So the last thing to do to accelerate uh, and live in the now and, and really take these, these, these programs to heart. That's a daily spiritual practice. And, you know, sometimes if you want in the evening, sit down with the paper and pencil for five minutes, 10 minutes and recount what happened through your day. Did you get guidance to what you needed? Did you see where your ego came up and you either did nothing about it or you made a change in your mind? When you start keeping track, you'll realize, wow, this is all I'm doing 24-7. This is all I'm doing. This is all I'm here to do. It changes it completely for you because you have to stop thinking and looking out there and trying to impact what's out there. And you have to realize it's an inner gain. This is all about self-correction because as you heal your mind, other people are lifted with you. That's the beauty of it. That's the only way the world ever comes to peace because eventually all the sons of God go home, but they may be following you. Yeah, you may be the greatest gift in in people's lives that you know by your peace and and by your clarity. So keep that in mind. Um, So the last thing that I want to talk about is something that happened to me in the last couple of weeks. Now, I've been living this for quite a while, Uh, staying in the now, staying present, letting go of my fears, letting go of my really old, old major blocks. I've had quite a shift of late and uh, the thing that accelerates this is to really, it makes it a whole lot easier, is to live deeply in the now. Eckhart Tolle is not kidding about that. You've got to live in the now. Why? Because if you live in the past, there's guilt and you carry it around and you're telling your story again. If you live in the future, it's uncertain and there's fear. And it's there's so much torque on that right now. If you live in the future for very long and project what you want, that will take you down a rabbit hole. It's like your mind fractures out. And pretty soon you're all over the place and you can't get grounded and centered. You want to stay still. You want to witness everything because it's a movie. You want to detach from the outcome. And that's a hard one, but you'll get used to it because it'll be a whole lot easier if you don't hold on to controlling things. And we're going to talk about this next time. Jesus has an incredible um, thing in the workbook about why you don't want to control your day. So we'll talk about that too. So stay in the now, uh, stay in peace as much as you can and let things If things are difficult and you're pushing the river, pushing the river, lay back, take your hands off the wheel and ask God, uh, ask Holy Spirit to help you and then wait as quietly as possible. And all of a sudden you will get an inspiration without even thinking about it. You'll know what to do or your hand will be on the phone or you'll be up walking to the next thing. You will know in the moment what to do. I promise you, you will. The more still you are, the easier this is to see. I was at a hospital. Uh, My mom was very ill. And last weekend, we ended up in the emergency room. And I thought I had packed. I thought she was going to have to stay for four or five days. And I needed her to get a particular kind of test. And and, uh, the doctor came in. He said, well, we don't do that here. And I said, well, how can that be? Her doctor and the... And another specialist told me to come here to get the test. And he said, I'm sorry, but we have to send her home. And I said, well, I'm sorry, because she could die if she doesn't have the test. And I realized I was getting really angry and really in his face. And I thought, okay, I need help here for my own 
you know, I don't want to lose it and I don't want to make anything negative happen here because I don't need to put fire on the kerosene. And I, you know, had a few words for him, but then I caught myself and I went out in the hallway and I reconnected and the presence of God came over me and I went, Oh my God, I'm being helped here. I've got to remember that. I went back in the room and the nurse who had heard the conversation said, uh, He's going to get a GI doctor to come in here and consult with you so that we can move this along. And I went, okay. And before you know it, instead of having to stay for a whole week in a hospital, which would have been really hard and ultimately not the right thing, we got a GI doctor involved for her the very next day. And the second thing that happened uh, was I wanted, she wanted her to get some tests and I couldn't get anybody to give me a test date longer than like five weeks I couldn't get in sooner and my mom was not going to make it five weeks and again I was getting upset and I did the same process get back in the now get in peace ask for help stay still I laid there for maybe an hour and all of a sudden uh I I got it in my head call the GI doctor and ask her to call so this went on and she did and long story short we got an appointment we got a doctor in one night and and Two days later, I had an appointment that I worked two full days to get uh, like that because she took it to another hospital. I hadn't even thought of that. She totally arranged it for me. And it was at a time that would be easy for my mother, not at the crack of dawn. Everything went the way it was supposed to go. But both times I had to come to peace and stillness. So those are the stories about that. We have to let go of our fear and our frustration. You know, that's that's the way it goes. So every day, give your life to the Holy spirit and be led uh, because your God self really wants to help you get home. And that's the only way you're going to really hear the wisdom next time. Episode five, I'm going to share more from the uh, teachings of course uh, in miracles. And um, what will we talk about in episode five? uh, We're going to talk about how a healed mind is relieved of the belief that it has to plan. Wow. Now, I know a bunch of you are thinking, well, I'm not going to watch that because I have to make a living. And of course, we have to plan. But it'll be a show between being and doing. How do you live in the world and do these principles and have things start rolling to you that are your right plan? Because you think you know what you want to make you happy, but you don't. (laughs) You don't. You want peace. You think it's out there. It's not. So contact me on ShellyJMiller.com. If you want a private reading, you can also watch the podcast there by Wednesday. It'll be there or here on BBS radio. You can also watch the podcast on Shelly J. Miller's Psychic Medium on YouTube. Book a private reading. While you're on my website, do join my um, do join my newsletter because I send out a lot of helpful information. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Really make this practice start now. And get your inner teacher working for you 24-7. It'll be the fastest, most amazing trip you've ever you've ever had. So I hope this helped you today. Do that little uh, exercise I showed you. And uh, we'll meet again next time. And we'll go deeper, a deeper dive into why you don't have to plan anything. It's already planned for you and how you walk that out in the world, how you make that work between being and doing. So much love to everybody. And I hope you all, I'll see you on my website, ShellyJMiller.com. And until next time, be well, be at peace. You're loved. Join us next time, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific time for Finding Your Peace with Shelly J. Miller. 
Be sure to look for the podcasts Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller on iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast stations. To contact Shelley, book an appointment, and to find out more about her work, go to ShellyJMiller.com.